Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We got Randy Mueller, former NFL Executive of the Year, joining us at the bottom of the hour. And we are brought to you by Discover. And look, if you're a value customer, it's simple. You deserve gestures of appreciation from your credit card company. Period. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back that you've earned At the end of your first year, folks, Discover. It's exceptionally common sense. You can learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. And, Rob, I'm about to turn the game on. You mentioned it in your Shekel City. The Lakers are at Houston, and they have a starting lineup. That is uh, intriguing. Rob G, Uh-oh. give me the starting five. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me just say, is, is Westbrook uh, not starting? No, no, he's starting. Oh, okay. They didn't okay. go that far. They, uh, they don't have right, that, right. that much guts. I was all like, right, go, wow. <laughs> go ahead, Rob G. Well, what's the starting five? Rob, I don't know where you got the line at, but this might change things a little bit, okay? Starting at one guard, Russell Westbrook. Starting okay. at the other guard, Malik Monk. Starting at small forward, Avery Bradley. What? Starting power forward, Stanley Johnson, who joined the team like two days ago. I know that's, that. That's, wow. That's, and you but know you what? Know what? The, he defends. Yeah, that's right. But he you defends. know what? Rob G knows this. If you watch the post game show and after his first game, they were they lost to the Nets right. and they were ranting and raving about Stanley Johnson. That's right. Yep. Am I right, he, Rob G? Because he defended. Because he tries on defense. And He's, right. Exactly. He and got energy. Last but not least, your new starting center for the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. LeBron James. Wow. You know what? Look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give props to LeBron for doing this. And I get it. It, You're not banging against Patrick Ewing. You're not guarding Shaq. There's no You're not facing. Right. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's a different era. But still, LeBron has, you know, been tentative, for lack of a better word, about, you know, just playing inside through his career, you know, he's never developed. He's got a decent post game, but never really what he could have done. Right, right. I mean, he could have just right. been destroyed. With his, with his strength and everything, oh, yeah. right, he could have right. done some damage in the paint Absolutely. if he really wanted to. I Absolutely. Mean, let's just face it. He's never really, you know, people always say LeBron could guard all five positions, but he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's never really wanted to guard the big center. But you is know, this a gimmick, uh, Chris? Is this just a gimmick? No, what, I give him. This? That's what I'm saying. I'm giving LeBron credit. Like, no, but I mean, are they serious about no, this, or this is just one yeah. day just to well, shake it up? I don't know that this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this will continue. Remember, AD will be at the very least. AD would be the center, and LeBron right. may be a power forward. But I, I look, Rob. Today's NBA. LeBron can play center in today's NBA. There aren't any big guys out there. Right. 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 I mean, it's, it's, and then even if a guy is bigger than, like, let's say you, he's facing a seven-footer, there's only a handful of seven-footers that are actually going to exploit him inside. 
Right. I mean, even if he faces Joel Embiid, Embiid's shooting a lot of jumpers. I mean, he's outside, you know, at the three-point line handle. He's got a great mid-range if jumper. I saw LeBron so. there and the mouse is in the house and I'm on Embiid, I'd have to go a little closer to the back. You would I get think, what you're saying. I would hope, but you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I look, we'll see how it works out. I mean, he's played a lot of center in the last few games and done well there. Um, so, you know, I, I give him credit, though, Rob, because you notice a lot of guys don't want to move out of their comfort zone. And he, you know, if anybody can say, look, I'm playing point guard or I'm playing three or whatever, it's him. So I I give him credit for being, you know, being willing to to try to make a change um, to see if it can work out for him. Now, I think we got sound to this, Rob, some some, uh, sound that really made the rounds over the last couple days. uh, Russell Westbrook. Because Westbrook walked out on the media, Chris, on Christmas night. Right, after, after, after that, going 4 he, for 20. Yep. 4 for 20, 0 for 10 in the second half, the rim block, the dunk. You remember late and in that I'm gonna game? And I'm going to give him this. Now, look, I, and I get it. I'm going to give him this on the when getting hung on the rim, right? And I, it wasn't like it was a heavy contest, but Nick Claxton was there. It wasn't like he was just wide open and didn't get up high enough and got hung on the rim. I mean, he had to kind of account for Nicholas Claxton being there at the rim and contesting to some degree. Again, it wasn't like the way LeBron contested Claxton, right? I, you when know he what? Got right. Oh, yeah. He got, he got a facial. Saying, LeBron got oh, yeah, a he facial. he got a major facial. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't – he shouldn't have got hung up. All right, Chris, I get that. And, I got to say this, but, too. I'm watching Claxton last night with uh, – I, I went to that Nets-Clippers game um, and – I like the way they use Claxton with just lobbing the ball up at him. Man, he gets he's a, a lot of player. dunks. He is. I like yep. him as a player. I, but I, he's not out there shooting perimeter shots. They're lobbing the right. ball up to him at the rim, which they should. And they're getting a lot of dunks and easy baskets. I love it. I love he's that. He's not obviously as good as Jared Allen. But you, you see what Jared Allen. Jared Allen might make the all-star team for Cleveland this year. There's some similarities there. Again, Jared Allen is much better playing tremendously, averaging like 17 and 10 or 11 for the Cavs. But there's some similarities. Long, athletic, like you said, not out there shooting jump shots, you know, but also not like just your typical, prototypical post center either, right? Um, don't have to run a lot of plays for him, but they'll they'll get you some stuff at the rim and all that. So, yeah, I, I hear you on that with Claxton. But uh, Russell Westbrook, who, Rob, let's face it, he has become, at least for now, because it's been on AD um, and AD some was of the getting other players. Right, AD was getting killed. He's hurt, so he's not getting as much right, right now. But Westbrook is getting crushed. Yep. I mean, he is – I was one of – and I'll just say, because we we're – Kevin Wilds on, on First Things First, we were talking about it. He actually thinks this. if this season doesn't improve and it just goes badly, he thinks this could hurt Westbrook's legacy. Mm. I'm not there. I think he's, I think he's done too much. He's, he, right. he's, later he's done stuff career. that nobody else has right, done. So right. that, that's what – he'll survive it even if this right. goes south. Uh, but, but people in L.A. and him being from, this, from L.A. will hurt. You know, like just the way people look at him. Because then it will be, Chris, three stops in the last – 
three years, right? And no success. Yeah, I mean, he's it, and it's interesting because remember, he was the guy that was loyal to the soil. Kevin yeah. Durant left Oklahoma City. Westbrook could have easily been like, yo, I'm out of here. I mean, look, the dude's from L.A. He's living in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? He, you couldn't have blamed him for jetting, right? And he said, look, we're going to rebuild this thing around me. And, and this is kind of, you know, something for players to look at, although I guess he kind of had a hand in it. You know, it was a mutual thing. But he got traded from OKC to Houston, and then next thing you know, he's in Washington, and now he's in L.A., right. so, which he's happy about. But, you know, the, you can get moved around. I mean, he never pictured himself hopping from franchise three to franchise. Three teams in three years? Right. right. Three teams. Like, right. like, that's a lot. That's that, not for a superstar. You know what right. I mean? That's a lot. I, I would say this, Rob, for Westbrook. Anybody that, to me, if this impacts your view of Westbrook, I don't know what you've been watching. Like, Rob, don't you think, like, to me, Westbrook's legacy, I've said it for years, is going to be the triple-double, period. And I look at Westbrook as an individual spectacle, an individual phenom. And he's going to be iconic. 30 years from now, people are going to be talking about this guy, Westbrook, he averaged three years of a triple-double. Like, it was incredible what he did. That's going to be his legacy. Even if he wins a ring, that'll enhance it, obviously. And it'll be better for him. You know, if they were to win the championship this year, that just takes him to a whole nother level. But he's still, Rob, Oscar Robertson's not really known for the championship he won with Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We think of the triple-double with him. So, to me, that's his legacy, and and I think most – basketball people, Rob, I, I assume you're in this group. We've accepted he's not really going to win a ring, certainly not as your lead dog. You know, it's hard. It's kind of hard to win with him the ultimate championship. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player and, and an icon and a Hall of Famer and all that. But I think most people have accepted that. So this shouldn't be – I mean, it's bad for them. But I don't know. I'm just not, like, shocked by this. We, we didn't think it would work out. No, uh, we first guessed it. It's, this is not like after the fact or whatever. We questioned it from day one. And you remember LeBron? Remember they, he was mad at people who were critical of the, of the right. team, Chris? Right. Remember that? Y'all keep the same energy when we uh, later. <laughs> remember all that? That's because right. all the pushback from everywhere was this doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it's going to work. It, there's no fit here. And, and – and so far, it's been a struggle. Are they going to be better? They're going to win some game. They're not going to give up 120 points every night. In the five-game losing streak, Chris, they're giving up 120 a night. Yeah, I think one thing I think, Rob, and Westbrook talked, and we're not going to hear the sound because we're, we're pushed what, for time, yeah. but um, he talked about how he's tired of hearing people tell him how to play what they think he should do, how they think he should play. And, and Rob, I, I think he's a bit confused because he's like, people are telling me, Russ, be Russ. Play your game. Do your thing. Um, and then when he does it, he gets criticized for it. And then you're hearing, well, you got to pass the ball more or whatever. So, I, Rob, I kind of fought the Lakers. Like, to me, I, maybe it's happened, but it certainly doesn't look or sound like it. But I, I think the coaching staff – or Frank Vogel, Fisdale, whoever, needs to sit down with Russ and tell him what they need from him. 
Because I think Russ is willing to do it, Rob. Like, he came into the season, you could see him deferring to LeBron and AD initially. Early on, absolutely early on. When when he went to Houston, he was like, I'm off the ball. It's James' show, right? James Harden's show. So I think Russ is willing to do it, but when he hears you in the press conference, hey, Russ, Russ got to be Russ. We just tell him to play his game. I mean, that's just generic stuff. Right, right. Give him right. Well, give it. You no, know, you don't want Russ to play his game. No, we need you to do. Take, this right. is what we need you to from you. Okay, yes. you need to do this. You need to do that. We love if you would uh, attack the rim. We would love if you would take take uh, uh, care of the basketball. Right, seriously, right. like this. These right. are what we need. We, you we to need do. you to focus on defense. We know. Look, you've yes. been, you've carried the load offensively, but we need all you these to. Plays you, you've been. you have energy. You, you right. can dig down, pull your you know pull your sleeves up, Chris. Yep, and dig in. You're a younger guy of our older stars, and we need you and your energy. Yep, like, like yep. and and your points will come. You know, your points right. will come. But but that's not really what we need your main focus to be. And, and I think that's a hard conversation to, to have, but it's the right one. Well, and I think the way you have it depends, you know, whether it ends up being hard or not. I mean, you could sit down with Russ. Look, we got LeBron. We got AD. We we, we need you to get, you know, we want you to get your 20. Your, your Throw that number out. 16 Let's... to 20 points. But we think you can get it this way. LeBron's obviously going to handle the ball a lot. But with your speed and athleticism, you can cut – you know, to the rim, uh, you can, you know, screen, you know, screen and roll. You're the roll guy or uh, you can set screens and get backdoor cuts. Like you moving without the ball, Russ, will be a nightmare for the opponent because nobody can match your athleticism. You know, things like that. Like you can, but I don't think they've sat down and, and talked to him about that. At least it doesn't seem that way because he, he seems confused about what his role is. And so um, we'll see. Look, I think they got to figure this out, Rob, because I don't – other than John Wall, who's already been traded for, I just don't see a trade out there that's happening. So uh, they got to try to figure it out, and maybe the first step is playing LeBron at center. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. It's your turn to weigh in. Um, What do you think about LeBron James playing center for the L.A. Lakers – and what do you think about Westbrook? Uh, is he really, you know, does he deserve the lion's share of the blame for this lost Lakers season to this point? Your turn away at 877-99 on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And if you're a value customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. Really, you do. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back that you've earned 
at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to weigh in. Does Russell Wilson, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook, deserve the lion's share of the blame for the Lakers' woes? And what do you think about LeBron at center? Your turn. And there's a reason that Stanley Johnson is getting uh, uh, open looks. <laughs> yeah, baby. Right. And they're, they're um. Have you wa- they're are you watching? Yeah, they're losing. I mean, it's early. But it's only the only doubt. LeBron starting right. center has hit two threes. So right. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's the just, center today. So let's just let's not funny. make let's not make too much of it. No, let's not, right, it's let's not th- like he's battling in the post against Shaq. No, no, minutes. no, not at all. But these uh, Houston, uh, they're not rolling over. So it's going to be a dogfight early on, at least. Uh, let's go to Jack in Dallas. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Jack? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's it going, fellas? Doing good, good man. You? How are you? I'm doing good. Love the show. Love, love, glad Thank to be you. talking with you guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, as far as Russell Westbrook is concerned, it's literally one stat. It's the turnovers. You've got to slow them down. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Peyton Manning in Denver. As long as he didn't turn the ball over – they had the veterans and, and the right team around them to win games. And I think that's the symptom in, in L.A. If Westbrook can control the ball and, and reduce the turnovers by, what, six or seven a game, I well, think they pull out a lot more wins than they have. And a half. He's averaging yeah. four and it, a half turnovers. It feels like more than it is. but He's making them at right. bad times. There's no yeah. doubt. Like, sure. You can't have the late turnovers. But no, those he's the not even leading the league. James Harden is leading the league. Right, sure. and, and, and no, most of the and most right. of the guys it, who handle the ball the most gonna right. have the most turnovers. They make turnover. the turn, right? Right. It's it's just the the extremes, the games where he has the seven, eight, the nine, the ten. If, if I think if those were cut down, they would win half those games, and and then that would be a big difference in their record right now. No, All right, well, Jack, look, that, appreciate yeah, you, you. If you're getting eight, nine a game, and he has done that a few times, right? Um, that's gonna kill you. That's gonna be bad stuff, uh, Solomon. In Lake Balboa, California, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, I'm good, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, answer, your, answer your question, and I got a couple questions for you. I wouldn't lay it too much on Westbrook. He is what he is. This is what LeBron and the Lakers wanted. You knew what you were getting, which leads me to my question. Is this more on LeBron? LeBron's been the de facto GM for this Laker team since he got here. This is his team. This has got his signature on it. If it ain't working out, where where do you point the finger? Well, and here's the, what second, I'd say. Here's what, and stay yeah. on the line. And Solomon, that's and fair. And I get obviously sure. LeBron fair. has a lot of say. Yep. But at the end of the day, Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss, or you know Kurt Rambachie's empowered whoever. At the end of the day, they got to the say. I mean, LeBron is the top player, obviously. But at the end of the day, Rob Palinka's the GM, and LeBron's locked up under contract. No, but but it's not, Chris. I, I not, hear look, you. Rob, if you, you were the GM, LeBron, LeBron if you is were the GM, Rob, would you let LeBron James strong arm you? Yeah, especially when he's. Uh, when I'm, well, I, if I'm Rob Palinka, I, I wouldn't necessarily. No, I'm, I, I'm I'm just telling you when you sign LeBron. You know what you're signing up for. Pat Riley his, didn't do his, that. His, well, that's why Pat he Riley left. Didn't sign that's up why for that. he left. Right. Well, they I got understand. two rings, though. No, but that, that's why he. And four trips to the finals. But that's why it didn't work a long term. Well, partly. He I mean, he, part of him wanted to go back to Cleveland, too. Well, I'm just saying, but my point is with, with Palenka is, I mean, even 
when they no. won the championship, he didn't even get executive of the year. Like, like people are like, oh, you're not doing anything. Come on, let's not. Who are we kidding you? We know LeBron has a lot. Year 19, time is ticking. So they have to build around him and give him what he wants to try to win nah, championships. You don't. For you time. don't. You All don't. Right. You don't. I mean, I if you. you you got the job, you got the title, then do I, the job. I, I agree, but they like don't I work said, like it's, that. It's one I thing agree. if he's a free agent, right? He ain't a free agent. He ain't going nowhere. And so I, that's all I'm saying. I right, get it. Obviously, LeBron's got juice, but come on, man. Let's squeeze one more in. Andre in Massachusetts, you're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Dre? What's going on? Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, it's true. Russell Westbrook is loyal to the soil, a futile soil that does not produce wins okay he's a stat guy he's been a you know and that's so the triple double so on and forth but i can't have him in the same sentence as oscar robertson because oscar robertson was a winner okay he broke through and got well, oscar let's let's keep in. it real oscar robertson won and, and i'm not saying russ is as good as oscar robertson he's not but oscar robertson yes, yes. won a championship with kareem and that was it and yeah, he played on bad teams. He played on bad teams in Cincinnati. Those right, teams were bad. right. I mean, they had a couple nice, decent little runs. You know, the for playoffs the were part. shorter then. But for the but most yeah, Oscar part, wasn't right. winning. Yeah, before he got to Kareem. All right, Dre. So yeah. All right, um, we got Randy Mueller coming up next. Um, but first, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Brought to you by AutoZone, which has the free services that you need to help get you back on the road, such as their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. Now, they're everywhere, 5,600 locations nationally, and they're here to help you save time and money. Both of those are critical, and they help you save them both with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions do apply. So get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Randy Mueller, former NFL Executive of the Year, now a Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst, joins us weekly. Randy, how are you? Hey, hey, Randy. Doing great, guys. Happy New Year to you. Yes, yes. you too. You too. Good to have Thank you. you. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, did you have – you obviously heard the news about John Madden. Did you ever yeah. have any personal interactions with John? And if so or if not, what are your uh, recollections of him? Well, I met him a couple times. Obviously, the the uh, the reputation precedes anything I could say. It's all true. I mean, what a what an ambassador for the game at a lot yeah. of levels. But I, I would say this: growing up in the NFL like I did, uh, as an adult, when his the Madden Cruiser pulled up in front of your facility for a game, like on a Friday afternoon or a Thursday night, it was awesome, and that was that meant. This meant something. That meant it was a big game, right? right. As you know, he didn't fly anywhere, and he brought yeah. that bus everywhere. And it was a cool feeling as a young kid or anybody, in, I would assume, when that bus pulled up in front of your office. It was, it was lights on, time to go. <laughs> and, 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 Randy, everybody knows the same thing broadcaster, him and Pat Summerall on CBS, yep. him and Al Michaels on uh, NBC, and him and Summerall were on Fox together. And I think he did uh, ABC's, right, some football. He did every, yeah. every network. But, Four networks. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I was going to say he was a hell of a football coach with the Raiders in the 70s. Uh, eight out of ten years they made the playoffs. He won a Super Bowl. A lot of people don't know him as a coach. 
Yeah, it happened so young in his life, right? I mean, he was in his 30s, I believe, when he coached the Raiders to, to their first Super Bowl. And I was lucky enough to have spent some years with Tom Flores in Seattle, and we didn't win a lot of games, but we did have a lot of great stories of Raider lore. And needless to say, John was a part of a lot of those stories. Again, as a young kid, I just had to listen and had the honor to listen. And a lot of respect from anybody that crossed paths with him. Um, I, I, I'm... I've been lucky enough to know John Robinson, as you guys probably know, as the former coach of the Rams, been around a long time. Yep. Most in, in the broadcasting business know that John Robinson really was the film guy behind the scenes for John Madden. I believe they either went to school together or they were childhood friends, but they go way back. And John Robinson used to share a lot of stories with me as well. And in, in, in what he used to do was prepare uh, Madden for all these games, like I said, behind the scenes with film work and just a great, a great man, uh, a great legacy that he left. One I think we should celebrate. And sure, it's sad, but it's it, what he's done for the game. Like we said, at all levels, I'm not sure there's another person that's done it. Right, right. Well, let, let's get to some of the current stuff uh, as far as on the field, Randy. Uh, Carson Wentz does have COVID, um, unvaccinated, but there is a chance he could play Sunday with the new COVID protocols of five days five instead, days of, 10 instead days. of 10 Right Now, there was a report that they might call Phillip Rivers. Does that make sense to you to give Phillip Rivers a shot, or should they just go with the backup? Well, it made sense for me to uh, have a team reach out to him a month ago. I don't know about it at this point. It, right. It, right. It, it to play in like, a few yeah. days, like, wow. I, I would be a little nervous, and I kind of say this tongue-in-cheek, but not really. What would Carson Wentz say if Phillip Rivers walks through the door? <laughs> you know, it's not like he's in the most secure place ever. That was an mm. issue in Philadelphia, it seemed yep, like. Yep. I don't, I don't think point. they want to mess with Carson Wentz's, you know, psyche at this point. This is a team that I think could be a, a tough out come playoff time. So, and he's playing I well. I agree with that. Yeah. That's a smart yeah. way of looking Do at it. Do you think right. there are some, though, Randy, as great as they look, and I, I believe in them too, I think they're the second best team right now in the AFC behind Kansas City. Do mm-hmm. you think Wentz, though, like some just don't trust Carson Wentz. Do you think he could be a, a problem for them and kind of blow it for them at some point in the playoffs? On the field or off the field? On the field. Well, I'll be honest, he makes me nervous. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a wild carnival ride with him, and you just never know. We've seen it, right? We saw it this year a couple times. But he's had it under control. It's it's like that twitch that comes back. You know, you just never know when it's going to come back. And <laughs> I think the good thing about them as a team is they have an identity now. And I think Carson knows that if he doesn't screw it up, they're going to have a chance to go far. So I think Frank Reich has been the perfect guy for him. I think he's, he's figured him out, so to speak. And Carson has figured out, hey, I just got to do my job and we'll be okay. But I'll be honest with you, he makes me a little nervous. So I can appreciate the question. Let me ask you about the Dolphins. First team in NFL history to lose seven in a row and win seven in a row in the same season. I'm still not buying the Dolphins. I think they're a, 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 um, a dented can of tuna fish at the supermarket. I look at the <laughs> seven wins. I'm not that impressed. Uh, they beat a ninth-string quarterback yesterday. Uh, where are you on the Dolphins and what they've done? I, I just look at who they've beaten. Other than Baltimore, it's a lot right. of bad teams. I think they're a slightly above middle-of-the-road team. I'm with you. I don't think they're a top-up echelon team. I understand they've, they've won seven in a row. 
Um, I'm with you. I do like their defense. I do like the identity they've created on defense. They're a bunch of, bunch of blitz and fools now, and they put pressure on you. And it really wasn't fair the other night what they did to Ian Book because that was that was that was the NFL's version of we'll take bad football over no football, right? Right. That was, right. That, that was a bunch of neighbor kids, and no disrespect, but that was hard to watch. And I don't think we can put another feather in the Dolphins' cap for that win. Having said that, um, we'll see. They've got a couple tougher games coming up the next two weeks. I guess if they win those two games, they're, they're, they're justifying a playoff run. But I don't think they're a team that goes deep in the playoffs, and I think they're flawed for sure. Randy, Dallas obviously just destroyed Washington. Did Have you seen enough, or maybe just from this weekend, to think that Dallas is like a legitimate contender to win that NFC championship. I, I know they're, you know, a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be mm-hmm. a tough out. But do you put them there with Tampa Bay and Green Bay as, you know, a team to beat in the NFC, or you think they're still maybe a notch below those two? I think they're really good, Chris. I think they have the most talent on paper, and I've said that for months now. And it showed finally the other day what it can do when they get it all together. I do think they're a a, a formidable opponent for Tampa or for Green Bay. Um, Their defense is unbelievable, and Dan Quinn should be credited. But what he's doing with that group, who was an awful group last year, and I know they made a few changes and they've added Parsons to the mix, but the fact that they can play at the speed they're playing, I mean, they dominated the Washington football team. I mean, dominated them. And, and that's not the measuring stick they're looking for, but it just showed me that this team is good on both sides of the ball. I think Tampa is, you know, on defense, still kind of searching their way. I even think Green Bay searches some weeks on defense. But if Dallas can play like they are, I think they're going to be re- for real and have a hard, uh, make life hard on whoever, whether it's on the road or at home. I think they're a really good balanced team. And uh, last thing, uh, Tampa Bay, I know they've had some injuries and co- their offense. Uh, Brady now in the last two games, one touchdown, one interception. What's going on offensively? They won 32 to 9, but it wasn't a pretty offensive game for them. What's happening with Tampa Bay? Well, I think they've, they've hit on some injuries. I mean, people remember last year when they made their run, they had nobody hurt. They lost really zero games last year with guys injured. And that's not the realistic way of the NFL. And so they're dealing with some more things this year. They're dealing with guys out with COVID. They're dealing with suspensions. They're dealing with injuries. Godwin left the game last week at the end of the first quarter. So they're losing um, weapons for him. Um, We saw what New Orleans did to him a couple weeks ago in that they can pressure and get after Brady. He's not the same with pressure in his face. So there's a lot of things that kind of give me pause with Tampa right now. So I'm not ready to anoint them uh, as the, uh, you know, heir apparent to, to going back to the Super Bowl. But we'll see. I think they can right the ship. I just think they're a, a weakened team because of all of their roster issues, and I'm not sure they can get it back these next couple weeks. Randy, quickly in like 10 seconds, who would be your favorite right now in the NFC? I think Green Bay would, just because Aaron Rodgers. I think he's clearly the best player. But I think there's some, some teams like Dallas nipping at their heels. All right, Randy Mueller. Happy New Year, Randy. Former NFL Executive of the Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Randy. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. All right. Yep, we'll see you. The Chiefs, Kansas City, hottest team in pro football. But is that enough to earn the top spot in Parker's power rankings? 
Probably not. He's biased. Do they have the best we'll, record in the league? We'll get I don't to think it. So. Do they? <laughs> is it just a standings no, ranking? I'm asking. Or is it, is I'm it actual? Asking. Yeah. Now, do they have yeah, the best right. record in the league? Okay, all right. So all Green right. Bay's number one. But stay tuned. No, Parker's you don't know that. Ranking. You don't know that. Right, I'm next. just asking. I do know that. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, it is the iCouple, and clearly, don't let the nickname fool you. Iowa Sam loves the nightlife, and he is on the ones and the twos. What are you doing for, in the nightlife uh, in Iowa? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest, right? I had a heck of a nightlife as a high school oh, stop kid it. in Iowa. No. I'm serious. <laughs> I what was were you out drinking? Grain alcohol? What were you night. doing? Beer? It was, I shouldn't have been, but you know. It, you were drinking beer in high school? Chris, what were you doing? Oh, yeah, 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 I was. Iowa, BC, see? BC. All right, you all know. right. <laughs> all right, we are uh, brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, such as their free AutoZone Fix Finder. And we're also brought to you by Discover, which uh, real credit card questions require real people, folks. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, it's time, folks, for Parker's Power Rankings. Do you need the power? Yeah. Well, here it comes. Power. Can you feel the power? It's Parker's Power Rankings. All right, hold on to your bonnet, Chris, because this is unlike any other power ranking in the history of sports talk radio. Wow. Number five. Number five. The Tennessee Titans at 10 and 5. What? They survived without Derrick Henry. They're still uh, playing tough. They're going to be a tough out in the postseason. Do not poo-poo the Tennessee Titans. They could have folded a long time ago. Number four. Number four. The Buffalo Bills. Let them strut. Let them eat chicken wings all over Buffalo. You know what? They sent the message to the New England Patriots and to the AFC. They're back, baby. Pour some barbecue sauce on their back. Poo-poo. The Buffalo Bills. Do not poo-poo them. <laughs> Number three. Right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11-4. and four. Wow. They got some issues. You giving but, Brady a lot of love these last few weeks. They got weeks. some poo-poo issues, but they, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing them. They're eleven and four. The defending champ. They've had some issues, Chris, and they worked through it. It wasn't a pretty win, but they got the win, and they bounced back from that embarrassing nine nothing loss to the Saints. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs, eleven and four. Uh, they've okay. turned their season around, and uh, they are. In the AFC, alive and well and going to be a problem. I don't feel still like it's automatic for the Chiefs, but they've put themselves back in a position to make a serious run to the Super Bowl. Number one. The Green Bay Packers with the best record in the NFL at 12-3. and uh, And when you look at what they've done, it's not spectacular. Every week is consistent. Big wins, they get done. They make plays on defense, Chris. That's what I like the most about this Packers team. In other words, they're scraping by. Is that what you mean to say? No, 
They're making plays. <laughs> it's called making plays. It's not about right. you don't have to blow everybody out. You got to win the game. That's Can you blow you somebody do. out? Uh, they don't need I'm to do that. I'm just saying. Yeah, they don't need to do that. Because uh, blowing out bad teams like uh, Dallas beating Washington and stuff like that, that doesn't mean anything. That's that how does, you should treat bad teams. No, nah, that, but that doesn't tell you where you are. It's about going on the road and winning big games and big situations. So the Green Bay Packers, number one. I know you're going to have an uh, issue with this uh, because I left out some other NFC teams. Well, I only think – I got an issue with Tennessee. Being in the top five. Now, if you tell me Derrick Henry will be back next week or definitely for the playoffs, then that's a different but story. But it's based off might of be. now. It's based off yeah, of but today that's what I'm at saying. 10 I don't think they're. I don't think they're – I don't think they're – they're not the fifth best team in the league. There's no way. Um, I like Indy better than them. I like the Rams better than them. And I like Dallas better than them. I think all of those guys deserve to be ahead of Tennessee. Buffalo <sighs> – if you had him at five, maybe, and I get it. Their ceiling is high. There's no doubt. Josh Allen is phenomenal. But, Rob, you did know you this. That, did you see down. that movie put on, Chris, and that fourth down play, which was huge? Yep, that was big. Dude, he, I he, mean. He, that dude had him. That was the that game, Chris. Yep. That was the game if they had tackled him. And he did a little sidestep and jumped yep. over the guy. I mean, I was really, really impressed on how good that was, and, and I got to say this, player. Chris, when, I, when, when the Bills, you know, I know their record, they lost some games they shouldn't have lost, they lost to Jacksonville, but the Bills are in the top the three in both total offense and total defense, the only team in the NFL. They're going to be a problem in the AFC. I think people are poo-pooing them because their record is a little janky. But top three in, in, in uh, offense, total yeah, offense, and total defense. defense. isn't that good. They're, they're susceptible. Yeah, but the only team in the NFL top three in both. That's right. poo-poo. That's, that's fine. But, I mean, look, they're good. They're just very inconsistent. And they, they I mean, the Patriots was only the second Everybody team was talking about year. the Patriots just the other uh, two weeks ago, and now that, that flame went out. Nobody's even right. talking about them. It's well, about how you're playing as you go into the playoffs. The Patriots, Rob, are only the second team with a winning record all year that Buffalo's beat. Now, you talk about that a lot, who you beat. I mean, they they were one in five against teams with winning records. they beat Kansas City at home? Yeah, that was the other the thing. Roof. But that wow. was early in the year when Kansas City was a mess. Okay. But it, since then, they had lost the, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Colts, and uh, – They didn't beat the – they beat the Patriots. And now, the Titans. In no, New England. I'm just saying, no, in I'm New saying, England on was, a big game. That was only really, their second. And then they lost to the Patriots in Buffalo. I mean, I'm was just a, saying, like, yeah, but they're that was up a huge and down. They lost to the New freaking England. Jaguars. I'm just saying, they're a little high. Them in Tennessee, I don't know. You had some AFC bias today. Keep it locked. 